Hi, my name is Santito. This is Crypto Kid Podcast. I'm going to be talking to you guys about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. What's up? It's your boy Santino Peralta here at Crypto Kid Podcast. And I have a special treat for y'all today. I want to talk about, well, I think every podcast episode is a special treat. Won't you agree? Please, please call in if you feel like you agree with me. Anyways, so Vietnam, okay, cryptocurrency is illegal in Vietnam, all right? I don't understand how. I think this may have happened after the crypto summit back in 2018. And basically what happened at the crypto summit is a bunch of startups and I want to say entrepreneurs, well, Obviously, startups are entrepreneurs. I was kind of like, I want to say, yeah, that was dumb. I'm just going to say it. I'm done beating around the bush. I'm done trying to make excuses. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. But they're scientists and high-class people, you know, like people that should be taken seriously at these events. and, And also, it's pretty cool to see how cryptocurrency is going to socialist countries all right and how business and capitalism is kind of creeping its way into non-capitalist countries i guess you would say but it just shows that how the internet and everything is bringing more awareness to people more knowledge the rate of information that people are digesting nowadays are far more quick quicker than back in the 60s and 50s 40s 30s and you you get it you know pretty much you had to read a book to find out your source of information or newspapers or article um magazine articles you know now we have digital everything you could run your money through your computer your phone you could watch movies on your computer or phone. You could listen to music. You pretty much do anything. You know, you practically, if, you, if you're privileged and have a cell phone, you're very lucky because you ha- literally have a computer in your phone for back in the 80s and the 90s. That did not happen, okay? And you could definitely see how far we came along in such a short amount of time, too. So you got to take that in perspective. So... There, with that being said, there the crypto exchanges that are being traded in Vietnam right now, how you can buy Bitcoin is Coin Mama, Etor, and let's see, there's some other ones too. Cardhen is spelled K R A K E N. You know, my pronunciations are terrible. And local bitcoins is another exchange if you're trading in Vietnam. Janeiro and Bitcoin Vietnam, VBTC, Bitcoin ATMs, I guess, are there too. And I don't know. You know, this is... This all honestly really puzzles me how how Bitcoin ATMs are in a 
in a spot where it's technically illegal to trade cryptocurrency. And by illegal, I'll, I'll explain furthermore. But yeah, there, it's just how Bitcoin, their, their government is launching like a crypto research, evaluating the pros, policies, and really digging deep and seeing like what's going on and why are, why are people grabbing onto this interest. And they had the ban back in 2018. I want to reemphasize that. The prime minister approved the plan to oversee the development of legal farm work of cryptocurrencies by August of 2018, including crypto assets would be illegal recognized within the country. So whatever that means. And you know, I'll leave the link down in the subscription below or the the description. Okay. Sorry for my little tongue twisters. I'm trying to make as much sense as possible. Please bear with me if you've been listening this long. Please I definitely appreciate you. Glad you're tuning in. If it's the first time hearing about cryptocurrency good for you and there's a lot to learn definitely a lot to learn and also i wanted to say like with the crypto summit that went on in vietnam they were basically emphasizing the importance of education about blockchain technology so that's that was like their main focus okay just want to point that out there so if you're new to cryptocurrency and, and it sounds like a little bit over your head don't worry you know just take your time a little goes a long way and take it piece by piece okay and eventually you'll get to uh become an expert like me ah just kidding <laughs> uh, just like to talk to anybody that listens and and this is not professional advice by the way just thought i'd make that clear you know i don't want anybody thinking i'm a pro even though I would like to think of myself as a pro, but I'm not, and here I am, acting like one. What a wannabe, right? What a wannabe. Jeez, what am I gonna do with myself? I can't believe it. I can't believe how far I became in life. I went from a scrappy kid to Bitcoin entrepreneur. Can you imagine that? Slash podcaster. But anyways, back to the cryptocurrency. So there's other stuff in articles about cryptocurrency being traded in Vietnam. You know, it's it's getting very popular. And Asia is a force to be reckoned with technology-wise. A lot of new developments coming out. And a lot of startups are popping out of Singapore and in Japan and I want to say the Philippines, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, there was someone asking me about cryptocurrency from the Philippines, but I wasn't really sure if they were taking it serious. So I'm going to get back to them. Hopefully they they buy some more. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, actually, you know what? I am going to get back to that person. And also, actually, you know what? It kind of shied me away from talking to people from other countries too. 
is when people ignore my DMs. I'm just like, man, I'm trying to get some help, and you're just ignoring me. Like, I hate to throw some people under the bus, but, you know, I was trying to talk to an old friend from the past, and she's from Vietnam. Go figure. Well, she lives there, actually. And long story, long story, you know, if, if it ever comes across where I feel like telling it, I'll stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But anyways, we stopped talking for a while. And then I started doing some research about cryptocurrency in Vietnam. And I, was, I reached out to her. I was like, hey, you know, I thought it'd be cool if you helped me out since you're from Vietnam, whatever. And I was just wondering if you heard about the crypto summit in Vietnam in 2018. And you know what I got? I got a scene, a red, you know, just like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to leave it off on bad terms, but dang, <laughs> was it that bad? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully she gets back to me and she'll be able to help me out more about cryptocurrency because there was some videos. The reason why I contacted her is there was some videos that... I needed her to translate for me and hopefully she would, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of understand, you know, this might take, um, it might be an inconvenience to somebody. So I could, I could understand where she's coming from and just like, who am I, you know, why am I going to take the time out of my day to help this person, you know? So I could kind of get that too. You know, she probably has very busy and a lot of things going on and she's a very talented woman and, very business savvy and likes to likes to go get it you know what i mean like likes to strive hard to make the best of what she has too and yeah her english is really well really well for it not being her first language so kudos to her definitely proud of her and if she's listening see i'm not trashing you i'm talking very good about you <laughs> You're a very nice person. But anyways, back to the cryptocurrency. The Vietnam cryptocurrency stumbling blocks have regarded in mobile money and figures of research, you know, how how they're going to make this possible. How how are they going to make this accessible to everyday people? You know, like well, people in the country. I guess that's a good way to put it. I don't know. But and there's a lot of drawbacks in a lot of a lot of work to do. Honestly, a lot of work and it can be really complicated at time and frustrating and I get it be, because cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is not easy to explain. And people think like, okay, so when you're when you're trying to say it's not paper, it's not in your hand, it's through a computer screen or through a telephone screen, they're gonna be like, there's no worth, there's no value in that, and just it's it's hard to. I feel like I'm talking to somebody that I don't want to put them down, but it's so close-minded, you know, like someone that. It's not willing to hear something new and not willing to learn something that
that could potentially change your life. And, you know, just seeing how people give you that, like, they, that dumbfound stare and, like, shake their head yes and act like they know what you're talking about when they really don't. You know, just, like, I don't know. Has anybody ever gone through that? Has anybody ever went through that kind of situation trying to explain cryptocurrency or Bitcoin to somebody? And that's what these entrepreneurs are doing. You know, they're trying to they're trying to show people like what money is going to do later on down the road for their kids and their great grandkids or grandkids great grandkids and it's just an amazing thing to see how far how far we can go with this and we just have to push it really hard harder and faster push it to the limits you know like literally you ever heard that song? Actually do it and become the best cryptocurrency expert that you can be if you're like really passionate about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Like show people what you're about. Don't be shy. Don't be scared of voice your opinion. It's the squeaky door that gets the grease. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just heard that in a psychology class and I liked what my professor said and just like it just made sense to me like it just clicked so just thought i'd throw that in there got it in that class by the way very fun class and yeah so i think i'm gonna cut it right there for cryptocurrency and blockchain technology you know this is part of the podcast episode where i'll start talking a little bit more about my life and what I've been doing and researching on on the offside, you know, other than cryptocurrency. So if you're just tuned in to hear about Bitcoin or blockchain technology, feel free to head out. All right. See you guys. Okay. Now that the phony fans are gone. <laughs> so... Alright, now about me. Honestly, guys and girls, I kind of get tired of talking about crypto. I feel like it's so boring. But you already know that. You know, I've talked about this before. But, you know, like, as I was doing research about Vietnam as a country in the Vietnam War, it was it was very heartbreaking to see like things that went on in that country especially with the the tyranny and the in the mantrosity I guess so it was very destructive very destructive time and period in the people that that got drafted didn't want to go, you know. They they didn't really want to fight for their country and they just did it because they had family members or they had peers that served in World War 2 and they their peers said that pretty much when your country calls you have to go. Even if it's something that you don't believe in, you know? And it's very hard. And so these guys they would go to war and 
they would see terrible things, you know, like when you see when you see violence constantly, you know, I feel like it changes people and you could clearly see it and it's just like human beings are not meant to see that kind of that kind of destruction and that kind of chaos. You know what I mean? And then causing that chaos on, on other human beings. You know, when when these U.S. soldiers went to fight the war in Vietnam, those people didn't even want them there. The Vietnamese people didn't even want them there. And you know why they didn't want them there? You know, this is just my opinion, and there's I'll leave some links in the description down below but the US soldiers they were literally burning down villages bombing schools hospitals churches and these are all facts you could look it up people have written books and also it's very sad to say you know US GIs US soldiers were raping women and that's that that has been erased from from the history or the the backlog of what went on in Vietnam in the war. And I don't think that should be shined away from. I think if you're going to teach something about history, you should learn about the good and the bad that happened. You shouldn't sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's the United States, and I get it. The government doesn't want to make the soldiers look bad, but that's something that needs to come to light. And when people write books about it, you know, it's not. It doesn't come out in mainstream media. It doesn't come out in the news, and people are trying to tell their stories. You know what I mean? And these are these are very true stories, and it's very heart wrenching. And then there's some GIs that regret what they did, burning, burning down villages. And, you know, they felt terrible. Some of them, you know, in killing water buffaloes and and whatnot, taking their livelihood away from them, destroy, destroying their crops, their food. And, you know, on the same sense, it was, it was like they didn't know who was friend or foe when you walk out there in those villages. Because the kids, the kids would literally bury landmines. Okay? These are kids, mind you. And they're purposely trying to hurt U.S. soldiers. So... Obviously, it's going to get them paranoid and, excuse me for my language, pissed off and not know who to trust. And I could get that. I can get that. It just brings out something out of you. It just takes something out of you and just, like, turns you into beast mode. Like, turns you into, like, rage, pure rage. You know, like, someone's trying to hurt me. You know, you're going to want to hurt them back. You know, it just kind of, like, kind of goes. But... It shouldn't be like that. It really shouldn't be like that. And then what happened was, like, after everybody, like, started hating each other and not trusting each other anymore, like, it just went in a downward spiral from there. And then, like, there's also another thing that's been marked out of the Vietnam War history that you don't learn in schools is that U.S. soldiers were, were um, burying mass graves of Vietnamese soldiers. You know, not even giving them, not even giving them a proper burial. Just throwing them in a hole and, and putting dirt over it. 
you know, and that's something that that Hitler and the Nazis did and Stalin and the Soviet Union did too during World War II. Okay, and it's very it's it's kind of sad to see how the US, the United States picked up that awful trend when I feel like we should be better than that. You know what I'm saying? It's just my opinion and I don't want to make anybody mad. But it's it's sad to see. It's really sad and it's terrible. And my heart goes out to those people. And Vietnam and US soldiers, definitely the people that went through it because a lot of those a lot of those guys got addicted to drugs and when they came back home fell into worse depressions cuz they didn't even feel welcome when they got home. So pretty much feel alone. You know what I mean? Definitely get that. Definitely get that 100%. And you know, also another thing too. The reason why they they got hooked on drugs is because that was the only way to numb the pain. That was the only way to forget to leave where they were from. You know what I'm saying? If anybody could relate to that or fell victim to drug addiction, you know, please feel free to message me and let me know, like, what you're going through. Because, you know, I have a couple friends that fell under meth addiction and it's, it kills me inside to see that happen to them because they had so much potential, so much, and they just, they let life bring them down and they just didn't know how to handle it. And that was the only way for them to escape their pain. And them not realizing that they're hurting other people too by doing that. Hurting other people too. So if you've been clean and sober, keep it up. And I'm pretty sure your family's proud of you if you have any. If you don't have any family, you know, I'm definitely proud of you. And I believe in you. And I mean, keep fighting that addiction. Keep going. And showing the world what you're really capable of doing and there are people that are able to beat this to beat this this sadness and to beat the heartache and to use their story as a backdrop to help inspire people kind of like what I'm doing you know like because I feel like I'm broken and I want to let other broken people to know that you're not alone you know what I mean and honestly it makes me happy to say and go deep into my feelings and what's going on in my life because that brings joy because I know that it's going to help somebody else and it's going to relate to somebody else going through the same things in life and it's the most broken people that that shine the light or shine the brightest at night you know, just something about them. Like, you can see the charisma and everything in them. And they look so happy. But really inside, they're going through so much pain. And, yeah. So now, I just told you one of my little secrets. So, Nardwar, if you're listening. Oh, man. I'm definitely not looking forward to meeting you one day. Woo! Anyways. 
Stay away from me, Nardwar. If you all don't know who Nardwar is, he's a interviewer. He he uh he shows up on celebrities and and talks about some forbidden information. So definitely check him out on YouTube. Get a kick. He's done piss off, um, Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, and some other guys just by his interviews, and it's pretty funny to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, check him out. But, anyways, you know, I think I'm going to cut it at that. I hope I hope you all really enjoyed this this podcast episode, and I hope you take something from it, and really... Just do it. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, just do it. And it'll all be worth it in the end, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Because I feel like it's going to be worth it for me in the end. Even though how many times I felt like quitting and felt like giving up in life, you know, just like something deep down inside me says, keep going, keep fighting, keep striving to do better, keep striving to be a a good guy, a good person, and help as many people as I possibly can. And I literally tell myself that in the mirror. And I truly believe it. I truly believe that I'm going to change the world and, and other people are going to help me change the world too. It's a team effort. You know what I mean? I came here to to leave a few dents in the universe. Alright? So watch out. Santino Peralta, a.k.a. Crypto Kid, is a force to be reckoned with. Pretty soon you'll see him on the TVs, magazines, everywhere. So, even in um, Times Square on the billboard. Ah! Oh, man, I should have been MC. No, I'm just kidding. My MC game is trash. But, anyways, take care, guys and girls, and holla at your boy.